to Friends with Cinefits. I am your host, Alex McAllister. Thank you for joining. This is another spooky version of Friends with Cinefits for the wonderful month of October, best time of the year. Our guest, I cannot use words to describe her. Amazing woman, great mother, here I am using words to describe her. This is my beautiful mom, Jeannie McAllister. Mom, say hello. Hello. Thank you for having me, Alex. Of course. You're one of my best friends ever, so I had to have you on Friends with Cinefits. And you've also, you always are like, hey, have you watched this movie? And I say no, and then you blame me. But it's actually your fault for never showing me these movies. Oh, I don't think so, because I know there's a lot of times I'm like, Hey, Alex, come watch this with me. And you're like, oh, I'm too busy. I got to go hang with my friends. And I'm like, but you've got to watch this. It is important that you know this movie. And you're like, I'll watch it later. I'll add it to my list. And then I get shuffled to the bottom of the list. Okay, I wasn't expecting you to throw this back at me. Um, (laughs) I I have no rebuttal. You're right. Okay, so... What movie did you choose for your horror version of Friends with Cinefits and why? I chose Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. And um, I'm a big Alfred Hitchcock fan. Grew up on Hitchcock. Always enjoyed a lot of his movies. You know, I'm kind of creepy that way. (laughs) And um, The Birds has always been, you know, close to my heart. You know, especially because my mother is terrified of birds. <laughs> so it's a shout out to my mom, your grandma, yeah, Mall Betty. Yeah. And um, so I was like, you have to see the birds at least mm-hmm. once. And there's, you know, it's it's a cultural thing. Everyone should watch it at least once. I agree. And um, I and I do think that there are a lot of current day films that borrow heavily from Hitchcock and the Mm -hmm. birds. Yes. Uh, Do you know if grandma was afraid of birds because of this movie or if she was afraid of birds and then this movie happened and it just worsened? Yes. She was afraid before this (laughs) and, and you know, I'm, I'm telling her story, but we just spoke about this because she called while I was re-watching this last night. And okay. um, she said her grandma used to put feathers on the steps to keep her from climbing them because she was afraid of birds. So <laughs> she has been afraid of birds since she was little. That's so mean. So, yes. So <laughs> she has always been afraid of birds. She loves to watch them out in the yard, you know, eating the bird feed. But she doesn't like them up close and personal mm-hmm. and hates the big black birds. So. Yep. Understandable. Yes. And which... Grandma, thank you for listening. You're one of our faithful listeners, and I love you a lot. Yeah. Good, so, good suck up there. Good job. Yeah. So we do have, before we get into more stuff about the movie, we do have a listener question from Austin Ramsey, who you guys may know from episode two. The Last Airbender. Great guy. Hello, Austin. He wants to know, what is your favorite horror movie? And also, what's mine? And then, will I review it? Oh, 
Oh, my favorite horror movie. Wow, that's a toughie. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. I've had more time to think about it, obviously, because no, he has more there. I know. Um, I thought it'd be more fun that way. So, I think my favorite is probably The Shining. Just because, like, it's Stanley Kubrick. I love... I haven't seen all of his movies yet. I'm still trying to buy them all on 4K and watch them. But, yeah, The Shining. It's incredible. And I don't know if I'll review it. If anyone picks it, I'll gladly review it. So, Mom, do you have an answer? Yes. I mean, The Shining is one of my top ten all-time favorite movies. <laughs> but it, it doesn't, you know, terrify me. I would say... What terrifies me more is probably like The Exorcist. Okay, I, 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 I just don't, rewatched that. Yes, I and you know I don't like those kind of demonic possession type movies. Yeah, I, I don't really care for those. But. Okay, see, okay. I I don't find those as scary. I guess like ghosts and stuff. I don't know why, um, but I did rewatch it, and like The Exorcist is actually just an awesome movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey. Well, thanks if, for the question, Austin. That was a good one. Yeah, if anybody else has any, then, you know, write in. Follow us on Twitter, at CinefitsPod, and write into our Gmail, friendswithcinefits, at gmail.com. There we go. Got the plug in. I always forget that, so I got it in right here. And Austin will be back. He did, his other question was, who was that host from... Episode two, he sounded like really handsome and stuff. Will he ever be back? Yeah, he'll be back. We're working on some. So, great guy. Thank you, Austin. So now, are you ready to get into the movie? I am. Great. I have. Okay. I just let you know. I have five pages of notes. Great. So I, I hope you are ready. <laughs> of course, and um, like I said earlier, off air, but. Anytime you have anything to bring up, just bring it up. Okay. So, I'm going to read the synopsis for The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Melanie Daniels meets Mitch Brenner in a San Francisco pet store and decides to follow him home. She brings with her the gift of two lovebirds and they strike up a romance. One day, birds start attacking children at Mitch's sister's party. A huge assault starts on the town by attacking birds. I don't feel that's very accurate. That is not accurate. Exactly. <laughs> it's literally like, and decides to follow him home. That sounds creepy, which I guess it was kind of creepy, actually. Yeah, as, as I rewatched it, I was like, you know, she's kind of stalkerish because <laughs> she goes way out of her way to track him down. Yeah, um... I should have, I didn't even read the synopsis before. I was just like, ooh, I got to do this. And then I pulled it up while we were fixing our audio issues. Had I, I probably would have read something different. But hey, that's what we're going with. Because now you're going to be intrigued. You're going to be like, how is that different from what, there's, what they said it was? So we'll get into that. But before we get into the actual movie, um, I did want to talk about Hitchcock and some people that were in the movie. I realized this movie's from 1963. 
so it's not very likely that everyone will know the actors and actresses in it, but hey, we're going to try. So, like we said, this was directed by Alfred Hitchcock, probably the most famous or one of the most famous directors ever. Um, He's known as the master of suspense. And The Birds came out, it was three years after Psycho, and I think that I like Psycho better, but that's like probably his most famous movie. I mean, I have right here, Psycho, the budget was $800,000, and the box office, it made $50 million. Yeah, and for this, The Birds... The budget was $3.3 million, so he got a lot more to make it, but the box office was only $11.4 million. So it didn't make nearly as much money as Psycho, but that's also Psycho's one of the best movies of all time. And I also feel like, you know, this one's also up there. Like, it has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, and this past week I've been looking for horror movies to watch and then just look up like best horror movies and this comes up so other movies that hitchcock has done is psycho vertigo rear window notorious mom what is your favorite hitchcock movie oh none of those okay (laughs) i have two that are really close and um i'm torn one is Rebecca, okay, which is a really good movie, and mm. uh, they are currently remaking it, Ooh. so there will be a new version coming out, and um, I can't remember who's in it, but uh, the second one is The Rope, which okay. I've told you to watch. Yep. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. It, it's uh, <laughs> got um, James Stewart on it, you know, mm. and he's not the main character, but... It is very good, very suspenseful, and it's about, yeah, getting away with the perfect murder, so, but okay. it's not one of his well or well-known or well ones, or the one people remember, but it is a very good movie. So. Yeah, and like, like I said, he did Psycho before this, and then did The Birds, but he actually had directed a couple movies in between, they just weren't popular, like, according to his Wikipedia, like, his releases, it had a couple in between them. So I was like, huh, I wonder what happened to those. But I didn't feel like watching them. I didn't know if you uh, noticed in the opening scene at the uh, pet store that he made the cameo yep. walking out with dogs. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, before we move on, um, Notorious is my favorite Hitchcock movie. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's more of a spy thriller, yes. but I I don't know why. I just like that one the most. They're all, all of them that I've seen are incredible. Can't complain, so. Um, but yeah, like you said, he does, he's famous for his cameos in his movies. And I've heard, like, he walks out of the pet store with his dogs and everyone's like, those dogs ate better than most humans do. Like, right, he yeah. loved those dogs. Um. And yeah, in all of the movies I've seen of his, I always notice him like in the background and I'm kind of surprised because I'm like, they're not always obvious, but 
No, no, because yeah. the first time I watched it, I didn't notice him, mm-hmm. you know, and then, yeah, last night I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed him, like, as soon as he came out, I was like, oh, there's Hitch. Yeah. That easy. Um, so, we'll move on to the cast that was in this. Tippi Hedren was Melanie Daniels. She was also in Birds 2 Land's End, which was a made-for-TV sequel to this movie from 1994. Right. Have you seen it? I have not. I don't blame you. It didn't sound good no. at all. Um, and also, people, you know, probably don't know Tippi Hedren, so her granddaughter is Dakota Johnson from the Fifty Shades movies and Peanut Butter Falcon. So... I thought that was interesting. She was also in another Hitchcock movie, but I don't remember which one. Um, and they made a movie called, I think, Marnie, about her. Cool. So. I mean, I have it in my notes later on, but um, in the pet shop, whenever her and, uh, what's his name, Rod Taylor, Mitch? are yeah doing their banter and playing around. I literally wrote down, wow, she's gorgeous. Because she looked incredible in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And next, like I mentioned, Rod Taylor, he was Mitch Brenner. And he's been in a lot of stuff, but nothing that I had seen other than he starred, not starred, he had a small part in Inglorious Bastards. He played one scene as Winston Churchill. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, They said he was only in it for a couple minutes. I don't remember the exact scene. But he said, like, he came out of retirement for it and was so excited he spent weeks studying Churchill so that he would do a good job. So I think that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. And then Veronica Cartwright as Kathy Brenner. She's Mitch's younger sister. And in Alien, she was Joan Lambert. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I knew she was familiar. Like, the first time it showed her, I was like, that little girl looks so familiar. So I immediately had to look it up while I was watching the movie. And, yep, yeah, she was in Alien. Yeah, eyes. Yeah, the eyes. I could mm-hmm. tell. I was like, I know her when she's a grown-up, but couldn't remember where. So. Yeah, exactly. Yep, so that's all I have on the cast do you have anything that you want to add from any of the cast members Um, nope not right now okay cool so now we'll get into the movie i already went over rotten tomatoes budget all that stuff so i have one question for you about this movie mom yes is this a horror movie If you don't like birds, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I could see how if you don't like birds, this is terrifying. Or if you don't have an opinion on birds, this would make you scared of birds. Today I was out in the hot tub and birds started flying over me. And I was just like, what yeah. if these guys come down and start pecking my eyeballs out right now? Right. Yeah. It, and. It, and yeah. it makes you, you know, pause when you see a large gathering or they start off, you know, coming around. You're like, okay, why why are they doing this, you know, all at once? 
And exactly. I can see that. And uh, I did read that, like, at the premiere of this in the UK, out in London, they had um, oh speakers up in the trees. So when people came out after the movies, they heard birds squawking in the trees to terrify them even mm -hmm. more. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> You know, it, it probably wouldn't fun. have scared me, but I would have laughed if all the people freaking out. So yeah, but, you too. If you'd take Grandma Betty there and she was walking out and heard oh, birds, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you could see her just freaking out. But, um, mm -hmm. but I think it's more maybe not horror, but it's more suspenseful, a thriller. You know, because it's yeah. it's got more of the you know like when going up the stairs or going into the house and not knowing something's wrong and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it, it's probably not a true horror movie yeah for me this is kind of like all of the monster movies like yes. uh frankenstein the mummy that type of horror like it's not actually that scary if you're not afraid of birds but it has like terrifying consequences and some scenes you're just like holy cow get out of there kind of like you would in like a slasher but and and i think the you know there there's a lot of stuff with kids in this movie mm -hmm. you know the birds going after the kids so if you're a kid you know i could see yeah you'd be terrified <laughs> you yeah see this movie and and I do remember, you know, at, at in school one year, I think, I don't remember, I think it was junior high, that for Halloween, they showed us this movie as like our Halloween treat. We got to watch a movie and it was the birds. And we're like, what? What kind of movie are you people showing? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. So, but, but yeah, but there's not there's a lot of... There's some gruesome scenes in this. I'm surprised that they would I show know. that. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> What? Who decided this? <laughs> but yeah, so there it did start out. I kind of thought it was funny, like the birds attacking. I'll get into more about like the characters and plot and stuff. But I thought it was funny when it started out because it'd just be like a handful of birds, and then they'd multiply and there'd be more birds. But I'm like, okay, that's not bad. Like, get a baseball bat or a tennis racket, you could swat them away. At the end, it is terrifying. Like, you can't see the ground. It's just birds everywhere. Yes. And and when they're talking about how humans are outnumbered by birds, it's like, you don't think about it, but yes, we are outnumbered. If they all band together and decide we're taking over, you know, yeah, you can't compete with that. Yes, I have the number that they said here... There are 100 billion birds in the world. At least at 1963, there were. I don't want to deal with that many birds. Yes. So, now I'll go into the plot. Is that fine with you? Or yeah, do you have anything good. else to bring? No. Okay, so, Melanie Daniels is the main character. And she's at a pet store. She's buying birds. I don't remember the types. I think it's like a, a macaw. Yeah. Uh, one of the big talking birds. Yeah. And she was also kind of rude, I felt. 
because she she showed up was like hey is my bird here and the lady was like no and she's like okay deliver it to my house then it was supposed to be here i'm obviously putting more of a mean rude tone to it than it was um but i was just like come on you know the bird isn't here yet let's you can be patient but anyways uh mitch that's his name right yeah mitch brenner he shows up i almost said mitch daniels yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, not Mitch Daniels. Sorry. Um, but Mitch Brenner, he shows up to buy lovebirds for his little sister, Kathy. And Tippy Hedron, Melanie Daniels is there, and he recognizes her. It doesn't tell you how, but he knew her from court because she's, I guess, a prankster. And a, a, likes a, to get in trouble. Yeah, she's a rich girl who likes yeah. to have fun and play pranks on people. Yeah. Um, and so he is like kind of playing a prank with her. He knows she doesn't work there, but he walks up to her and asks for help finding lovebirds for his sister. And she helps him out, which I think is not ironic. It's probably meaningful that they're lovebirds and, you know, yeah. these two are the main love interests love or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly but which kind of makes a darker turn at the end of the movie like birds you know but anyways i digress i've always wanted to say that i always forget to say it so i just had to say it <laughs> i feel like smart people i talk to always say i digress so i had to say it now i'm gonna probably have to cut this out nah who cares leave it in leave it in make make yourself sound smart when you can exactly so, they're out of lovebirds. Oh, at the pet store, she ends up, a bird gets loose because she just takes it out of the cage. And then he, like, helps her catch it or whatever. And as he, like, says her name. And she's like, hang on, how do you know me? And he's like, from court. And then he leaves, doesn't tell her his name. And her dad owns a big newspaper. And, like got his license plate whenever he was driving away and tracked him down, went to his apartment to deliver two lovebirds, and then a note. But the neighbor's there, and he was like, hey, he goes out of town every weekend. He's not going to be here. And then she's like, okay, how far is it? And I, do you remember how far it was? It was... From um, San Francisco? It was like an hour away if you took the interstate or two hours if she took the winding scenic route, which with, which and she, she picked because she had the fancy sports car and her mink coat. And... <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so she just ends up going to... Bodega what's the city Bay. called? Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay, yeah. It looked incredible, too. I was like, I'd go there. That looks awesome. Uh, but she goes to deliver the birds. And I guess chaos ensues. I don't know how to really... She, instead of driving to the house, because it's just one road that goes to their house across the bay. They're the only house across the bay, I guess. Instead of driving there, the guy was like, oh, you could row right up to it in a boat or whatever. And so she gets in a boat and goes, that looks so much more obvious. Oh. <laughs> it's the only boat on the water coming right towards your house. I don't understand. I don't either. I, I didn't get that part. And 
you know, she sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, she's in yep. this little dinky boat with a fur coat and <laughs> a, two birds in a gold cage going exactly. across this lake or whatever. Yeah. And she also didn't know the sister's name. And so she was asking around town, and that's how she met the school teacher. I also can't remember her name. I'm doing a bad Annie. job. Annie. Annie. Yeah. Um, and you can tell from their meeting, there's some like tension. Their first meeting, and I was like, she said she was just in, she was just visiting or something, the the Brenners, and Annie like knew, oh, it's one of Mitch's girls, yeah. and then later on you found out. That's how Annie got there. She went to visit Mitch, and then it ended up not working out because Mitch's mom, and then she just ended up staying in Bodega Bay, I guess. I think she said to be close to him. Like, you just like to be close to him. Yeah, so she could be close to him, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that you kind of, at least for me, I was like, oh, is... Is this going to happen to Melanie Daniels, like her character? Or are they going to work through it? Like the mom problem, which obviously I was like, okay, that's going to be the plot of the movie or whatever. But interesting, I thought. Um, so do you have anything you want to bring up? I just wanted to mention like everything up to this point is showing like Melanie is more of like a a modern woman, right? She's, she's not afraid to like say what she wants, you know, and okay, I want, I want this bird. I want it now. I want it delivered. I'm going to get this. I'm going to go, you know, follow him to Bodega Bay to play a trick on him, you know, to get him back for playing Mm -hmm. the trick on me. And she's not afraid of, like, you know, going up to a stranger and say, hey, what's this kid's name so I can make a card? Mm. And then, you know, when she gets to his house, she sneaks in. And I, I was like, yeah, she just walked in their house and, you yeah. know, snuck in the front door and leave something in their house. And, and I'm like, okay, so she's she's not afraid of anything. You know, she's just, she's going to be herself and do whatever she wants to get what she wants. And which is, you know, yeah, the big the girl from the big city is not mm. does not fit into Bodega Bay at all. No, she didn't. But I really liked her character in this. Like, she seemed like so much fun. Yeah. And I was like, I'd I'd probably want to hang out with her. Right. And yeah. <laughs> just see all the crazy shenanigans she gets into. But yeah. Yeah, she she snuck into the house, left the birds for the. The sister wrote her a card and ended up not giving Mitch his card. She ripped it up. Um, and then she starts boating across the... She starts boating back to the dock. And Mitch comes out because he walked inside and saw the birds. And he comes out and sees her boating across. And he's like... He goes, gets his binoculars, looks out, sees the pretty lady. And he's like, holy crap, it's her. And so he gets in his car and races over to the dock. Chases and right her as, down. Chases her down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and right as she's going into the dock, what do you know? A bird swoops in, hits her in the head. That's number one. It was a seagull, right? Yep, a gull. Yep. Yeah. 
swoops down, hits her in the head, comes out of nowhere. And so that was the first time that they like bring it up. They're like, huh, this is weird. That bird, like, it looked like it was aiming for you. Why would it do that? Anyways, they go in the diner, I think, and Mitch's mom was like, hey, I saw your car outside. What are you doing here? And turns and looks at the lady. And is like, who's this? And Mitch is like, oh, this is my friend Melanie. A bird swooped down and hit her. And you could tell from the first interaction, the mom's not about it. She's like, oh, no, no, this, she's, she's not good enough for my boy. I've, I've been there. I've been exactly. that mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, like, the their, their mom and mother and son relationship. Like, how can you relate to that or not? What are, what are your opinions? Yeah, anytime. She seems ch- overprotective. I think you know later in the movie you you understand she is so worried about being abandoned and left behind and mm. and not having anybody she wants to keep him close but mm-hmm. she's also like okay nobody's good enough for her boy you know and you find out she likes Annie as a person she just doesn't like Annie to be with her son because yeah. you know she wants him for herself and yeah, you know, there, there's there been lady friends you've brought home. I'm like, oh, no, please. I hope this is a short one, that this one doesn't last long. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and there's somebody like, why don't you go out with her? She's a nice girl. And you're like, no, no, you, think, you just think she is, you know. <laughs> I won't mention any names. Wow. You're going to get me on the hot seat. Yeah. 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 They're like, which girls? Uh, yeah. But, exactly. Okay, that's cool. Any mom, that's, just, that's any mom saying. Anytime you meet somebody they bring home, you're going to be going, okay, what do I know about you? What do I know about your people? Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's true. And, yeah, see, I was, when I was watching this, I was upset for Mitch. I was like, it sucks you don't have a cool mom like my mom. She's nothing like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is me also trying to get brownie points with you, so... Yeah, sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but... Moving on from their relationship, I guess. um, I don't know how to talk about... I guess Annie... Not Annie. Melanie says, Oh, I was on my way here. And I decided to stop by and give you the birds. And he's like, what were you doing here? She said she was visiting her friend Annie, the school teacher. And that they went to college together. And that one, I was kind of like... Whenever she said that, I was like, I'm pretty sure Annie and Mitch knew each other. And, like, had a past. So I was like, he probably knows that Melanie is lying. And that they didn't go to school together. But it's also, like, him kind of playing a prank on her. Like, oh, okay, yeah. You can go stay with her then, and then come to dinner with us or something. And so she comes, she goes to dinner with. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that uh, he was giving her enough rope, seeing how far she was going to go before she'd admit, oh, yeah, I really don't know, Annie. I'm just making that up. You know, I brought it here, and she just kept going with it. She's like, I'm just going to, she kept digging herself deeper. (laughs) And it took her a while to 
actually admit all that. Like, she was lying and really just came. I think it was at the end of the movie. Uh, Maybe I think it was not after, the last scene, but... Yeah, it was after the dinner. Yeah. Yeah, when he yeah. confronted her, and then she finally is like, yes, I, I lied about it. Okay, cool. Yep, and that's when you meet Kathy Brenner, the little sister, and she's, like, in love with Melanie. Is like, oh, you have to stay tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday party. <laughs> and so she's like, no, I don't think I can. And then she does. And I'm trying to think, when is the next, not bird, yeah, bird attack, I guess. Is it the farmer? Uh, no, well, when Mel- Melanie has to have a place to stay, because she's spending oh, yeah, the night, she- so she's okay. going to stay at Annie's, uh, there's a bird that attacks, that flies into the front door and kills itself. Yep, that's true, so, I forgot all about that. That's the second one, so it's like, the bird's following Melanie. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and then they get... I guess we'll just go into the farmer, so... Oh, no, the next one's the kids' party, wasn't it? Yeah. No? I don't remember. Hold on, let me check my notes. Oh, yeah, I guess that's smart. I got them laying right here. Because at the dinner, yeah, they were talking about there was something wrong with the chickens. Their chickens wouldn't eat. Oh, yeah, it was at the party. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. Yeah, the chickens Um, wouldn't eat. um, Yeah, and... They, they showed, or she bought not the same type of food, like not the same brand of food, but she also bought food for, at the same place as another farmer did, which this is going to be out of order according to my notes, but the mom ends up going over to the farmer's house eventually and was like, hey, are you also having issues with the chicken feed? Like, they're not eating it. And then she goes inside and He's like, his eyes are plucked out. Yeah. The entire room's destroyed. Yeah. And like, that's the horror element I was kind of talking about earlier. Is like, right. It's slowly, like, she slowly opens the door and you're like, oh crap, something bad's about to happen. And it goes yeah. to the guy and like, he doesn't have eyeballs. Like, everything's destroyed. And it, it was horrifying. Yeah. Because when she first walks in the door, it shows the, the, the coffee and the teacups and they're busted mm-hmm. and they had had that happen the night before when the sparrows flew in their uh, fireplace yes. and they broke her china so she saw that and it's like you could tell by her face she's like oh no because mm-hmm. she knew and then she's like slowly walking down the hall and you're like oh no this isn't going to be good because exactly as she opens the door and finds him down there and I'm like oh yeah the eyes pecked out that was yeah frightening yeah and yeah, we'll go back to the party because I just noticed one of my notes here. They're at the party, and I think this is Melanie and Mitch are up on a hill talking, and then they see like birds start. Were they calling, or did they start swooping into the kids? Yeah, they um, they were up there talking, you know, about family, and then they started down, and the mm-hmm. kids were playing a game. And then the birds just came in and started attacking the kids. Yeah, she was playing like she had a blindfold on. Yeah. I don't and know then, if she's hitting a pinata or something, but yeah, the bird flew and hit her and she's like, Hey guys, you can't hit me. Yeah. And then they and, just like went after the kids. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote down that bird's eating that girl's brain. Cause when they have these birds attacking, like 
The kids fall on the ground. Birds literally just picking at the back of their heads. Yeah. I'm like, how how are there more casualties? Which there will be later. But whenever yeah. I was watching this, I was like, that girl's got to be dead. She just gets right up and runs away. I didn't understand it, but oh well. Um, and then also when they were all running inside, I said, grab the cake. You're just going to leave the cake outside? That gives you something to do. You grab the cake. I was like, all that running and nobody ran into the table and knocked over the cake and the punch bowl. <laughs> I was like, and as soon as they get inside, the birds leave. And I'm like, well, when you go back outside now, get your cake. Yeah. See, I was like, grab the cake, run inside, and then you guys can eat the cake while you're talking and be like, that was crazy. Those birds just attacked us for no reason, right? Oh, this is good cake. That's what I would have done. But hey, I'm just there looking out for everyone's appetite, I guess. Right. The important part was the cake. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. yeah, like you said, the I think later that night, the birds just fly into their house through the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrifying. I know. She sees that one bird and goes, Mitch. He's like, huh? And then it, they all come in. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah, it was like the the noise of it is what. Mm -hmm. And one thing I I didn't notice until I read something about it, but there is no soundtrack. There is no music in this whole movie. The only noise is the bird wings flapping, you know, and mm -hmm. them making noises, you know, and attack when they attack. Yeah. You know, there's one children's song in cool. the schoolyard scene later mm -hmm. but but there's no music so the only exactly. thing you really hear is the birds and i will go to that when the kids are singing because melanie goes in when annie's teaching and she's like hey can i talk to you or whatever she's going to get kathy to take her home and she's like hang on we're working here and so melanie goes outside and it has the playground behind her and I think there's one bird on it yes. and then she like sits down and starts lighting her cigarette and it cuts back to behind her and now there's like 20 birds on it Yeah. and then it keeps switching and they go to her face then it cuts back even more birds on it and I was just like okay there's probably like 100 birds there this isn't going to be good and then it cuts back again this time there's like a thousand birds and this is when she turns and like sees it and she's just like, oh, crap. And she starts walking inside. And Annie's like, okay, kids, time for recess. And goes and opens the door. And then and Melanie like, runs in. Yeah, time for the worst fire drill ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And so Melanie comes in, slams the door. And then they're like, okay. Their fire drill also was weird. They were like, what you're going to do? You're going to walk outside. And then as soon as we yell... You're just going to run home as fast as you can. If you don't live close by, just get indoors. And I was like, what kind of a fire drill is this? This, this is, is not organized 60s. at all. This Back is how kids 60s, get lost. It's like, you know, survival of the fittest. <laughs> Go somewhere that's not on fire. <laughs> yeah, they're like, as soon as we yell run, you just run. That's just chaotic. Yeah. Anyways, um... Yeah, so then 
they notice the birds out there and they're like, okay, we're going to do this. Everybody run to your house. As soon as they go outside and yell run, birds start attacking. And this time it's bad. They're literally eating kids' brains. It doesn't show it, but I know that they're eating kids' brains. I'm like, those little kids are falling on the ground and they're getting pecked. And then, yeah, it is terrifying. I was like, I mean, I wonder the children actors in this movie, you know, how are, how did they cope after this? Did, no, were they well, scarred for life? I would be. I would too. Which I also can relate to this. This is Alex story time here. My my roommates from IU will understand. Indiana University, go Hoosiers. I almost said Hoosiers. I guess I just did right there. But anyways, every fall, it'd be around this time. Whenever we'd leave our dorm room this freshman year, there were these big trees across the street by the parking lot. The trees just looked black because they were covered in crows. And it was terrifying. We were like, these birds ever wanted to harm one of us for some reason? We're dead. There's thousands of them. And then every year, like we moved to our apartment next year, trees there, thousands of crows. And every year, it was just terrifying because you're like, okay, I got to go to this meeting on campus. You open the door, you just hear, caca, caca. Nah, wasn't having it. That's That wasn't fun. But the playground scene, it made me think of that, like, you couldn't even see the playground anymore because it was just birds. Yeah. And I was like, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very frightening, this scene. And, you know, and Melanie, you know, gets two kids. One falls and they go back and save her and Kathy get her and they get in the car. And I'm like, oh, that's safe. And then it's like, okay, but what happens when the window, if they break the windows? Because they mm -hmm. broke in the windows of the neighbor's house and the... Uh, but, you know, she honks the horn, and then the birds go away eventually, so. Yeah, I thought that was also going to be, like, part of the resolution is, yeah. oh, birds don't like loud noises. Just make noise, and they won't harm you. That didn't happen. No, I guess no, they never tried not... it again. But then again, so there's the diner scene. They're all in the diner arguing. They're like, these birds are doing this on purpose. They're like... It's not us annoying the birds and then, like, saying, hey, I don't like that human. And then they, like, swoop down and scare you. Like, these birds are actually attacking and, like, forming up in groups. And everyone's like, no, that, you know, that can't be. And then it goes to this guy's gassing up his car. And I think a bird swoops down and hits him. Yeah. And yeah, the, knocks him out. <laughs> knocks him out, and he pulls out the, the little nozzle of gas, and it just starts leaking on the ground. Then they got this guy smoking out at his car, and I think a bird hits him too. Yeah. And he, he drops, drops his, like, cigarette. Because he has a match, and you you think he's going to throw the match on the ground. Because he gets a match and lights his cigarette, and they're yelling at him, like, hey, dude, don't drop that match. And then a bird attacks him, and then he ends up dropping it and then just the cars blow up and then the birds start attacking again i think yeah it was yes. like the the fire so, like you know was like a beacon like hey come attack exactly. this place <laughs> hey beak in like a bird <laughs> beacon yeah wow wow that's that a good, good one. but anyways so 
that also kind of refuted my like, oh, sound makes them go away because I was like, that explosion had to be loud, but no, it attracted the birds. Right. And then they came and like, if you were outside, you were getting fucked up. Yeah. And because yeah. the firemen, they couldn't put out the fire because they were getting attacked. Exactly. And I think one of my favorite scenes was when Melanie, I think she runs out to go to Mitch because yeah. he was at the fire. Like, he was over helping out at the gas station, I think. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, crap, there's too many birds. And she gets in the telephone booth. Yeah, that's a, and an iconic scene. So, <laughs> exactly. That made me think Jaws. It's yes. literally Jaws, like, in the cage. That's... Mm-hmm. That had to be where Jaws got the influence from, because it literally, right. it's so similar. And then that's also when I was like, this is just a monster movie. Like, this is just yes, Jaws, is. but instead of sharks, it's birds, which I think is more terrifying. Because if it's yeah. sharks, just get out of the water, you know? Yeah. Birds. You can't, yeah. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. And I like And the, as we find out. Oh, sorry. Oh. Go on. I was going to say, in the restaurant or the diner, the old man was saying, it's the end of the world. You know, he kept saying, it's the yeah. end of the world. And there's like, okay, it's a disaster, you know, apocalypse type movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And also in the diner. So after that, after she's in the telephone booth, I think just all the birds just end up flying away, which is weird. They just come in waves. And then her and Mitch go inside, and there's an old lady in there, and she's like, she says to Melanie, you did this. This didn't happen until you showed up. And then that made me think, oh, it's the lovebirds or something. Like, Right, that's what... Yeah, I was like, the lovebirds are like communicating to other birds and saying, like, hey, let us out of this cage, attack these people and let us out. I thought that's where this movie's going. It doesn't. You find out. Actually, you just never find out. There's no reason why the birds attack. Yeah. And but I think that's... It does seem that, that it's following her. You know, yeah. that's why they were like, are you, you're evil. Why, you know, who are you? What are you? And mm-hmm. they're blaming her because she's, you know, different. She came to town and all this stuff happens. But there's reports, you know, he Mitch hears later on the radio. You know, there's other places. It's centered there now. Yeah. But, you know, but the lovebirds aren't affected. Those are the only two birds that don't exactly. go crazy. <laughs> well, they're in a cage. That's true. You know, maybe they just couldn't get out of the cage. That's um, true. But uh, that's kind of like I felt I like how it's kind of open to interpretation. You don't know what is what causes the birds to do this. And so I like to look at it as it's the revenge of nature. Yeah. You know, like the birds are just fed up with humans and what we're doing. And so the birds just decide to turn on us and they're like, okay, we're going to start attacking humans. We're going to kill them if we have to, but this is, there's so many more of us. Why do they run the world? It, it, it reminds, or it reminds me of other movies like, um, the happening. I don't know if you ever watched that. What's that? M night. No. Well, I can't mm. say his name, you know, him. Yeah. but, but it's kind of like, the wind, you know, nature got fed up with humans and started making them go crazy and kill themselves, you know? And, yeah. and it just, it, nobody knew why or when it was going to happen, but 
and so I was like, yeah, that kind of is like this. You don't know where, when the birds are going to attack. They go a long time and no attack. And then all of a sudden they just like, hey, I think it's time. Let's just attack everybody. Yeah. And so I think the only bird attack we haven't really touched on is the final one. Oh, which... and, oh yeah. You talked about like, the house when they, oh, I mean, I mean, okay. They board yeah, up the house. I guess there's house. two attacks at the house. Yeah. Yeah, they board up the house. They He puts wood and nails it in all the windows, barricades the doors, and the first... There's, like, two waves of it. The first wave comes, and you can literally see, like, they are pecking through the wooden door, and so he goes yeah. and, like, moves a cabinet in front. And then he's just... That's when they're just like, wait, these birds are just, like, pecking through wood, and, like... When it shows the door and shows all the pecks at once, I was like, oh, my God, how many birds are out there? <laughs> yeah, and then I think uh, it stops eventually, and then they're like, okay, we have to get out of here. One more wave or something. We can't do anything. And Melanie goes upstairs. They all had, she it, hears, like they had all just like exhausted, and they were all asleep. And she heard something. Yeah, which this like is another stupid, like horror trope. Yeah, the yeah. stupid blonde goes up the stairs by herself. <laughs> exactly, uh, and yeah, she goes upstairs, and as soon as she opens the door, I'm just like, oh, "What are you doing?" And you, it shows the birds literally pecked through the ceiling and it's just this huge like two foot wide hole in the roof and the birds are just in there and then they see her they attack and i thought she was dead because there were dozens of birds just wrecking her and she walks inside and closes the door behind her that's just stupid i i think she she didn't mean to close the door but she was trying to get away from the birds and pushed against it and then she couldn't stop the birds and Mm -hmm. opening the door without getting pecked and she's trying to save her eyes and everything and And Mitch comes and saves her yes and takes her downstairs and I thought it was kind of a cool scene when like he wakes her up and she's like whenever she wakes up she's like attacking because she's like the birds are here and that's where I was just like okay this isn't just like a physical attack like you literally in that moment you can't see anything it's just crowding your face you're getting pecked all over like that has to have some traumatic consequences after that okay which also kind of oh sorry go on okay so I want I wanted to share um about Tippy Hedren at this point. Okay. Um, she did, a, she wrote a biography, autobiography, and um, I read an excerpt that she did an interview with her granddaughter, Dakota Johnson, about mm-hmm. that scene and that it was supposed to be with mechanical birds. And up until the day of, that's what she thought. And uh, until one of the people came in and he wouldn't look her in the eye 
or anything. She's like, what's going on? And he said, well, the mechanical birds aren't working. We have to use live birds. Oh, my God. And so she had no idea. And so it's only a minute in the film, but they filmed that scene for five days. Gosh. She had those birds that were trained to peck at her. And to fly around and go at her like that. And said she said at the end of the fifth day that, you know, Hitchcock would just keep shooting and keep shooting. And she finally broke down and was like, I can't do this. And he said, cut. And then everybody walked out. And when she, she was laying on the floor, you know, traumatized. And when she looked up, everybody had left and they just left her there. And she said, yeah, she was traumatized from doing that. But five days of shooting with live Gosh. birds pecking at you. So I'm like, Dang. when I watched it, that... I was like, I cannot imagine. Because just the minute of watching that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine doing that. But for five days, taping all day of birds pecking at you and... Yeah, they would put like elastic on, so they would go for the elastic to bite at it and stuff. Yeah, I just read or I saw an interview with her, and she said like they did have some mechanical ones, and then they had real birds. Some were trained to just fly around; others were trained to actually peck at you. And then they said there was one bird that just hated Rod Taylor. They said it wasn't one that was. <laughs> One of the pecking birds, it was just like one of the flying ones, but it hated him. It just fly up to him, start pecking him immediately. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine so, just, oh, no. Yeah. Not nope. good. Okay, but I guess we'll go into the final climax, I guess. Um, after they wake her up, they're like, okay, we got to get out of here. And they want Mitch to go get the truck or the car and come pick them up so that they can leave. And it shows them opening the door that has pecs through it. Like, it's barely a door. He opens it. Literally every single service outside. I said service. I meant surface. Every single surface outside covered in birds. And that's when I was like, birds are going to take over the world. There's nothing you can do. And then he goes out to the garage. He just walks very slowly. Don't upset him. Walks very slowly, gets into the car and turns on the radio. And they're like, there's reports of attacks all over California or whatever. They're like, but it's worse in Bodega Bay. Most people have gotten out, but there's still some stragglers left. And so he's like, okay, we got to get out of here. And so he slowly drives the car over. All of them get in the car, and then they just slowly start driving away. Oh, but they take the lovebirds with them. Yeah, they take the lovebirds with them. I'm like, leave the damn birds. <laughs> exactly. They slowly start driving down the the driveway, and then it just cuts to black, and then it says, like, Universal Pictures Presents, or it was something like that. And so... It just ends like that, and you never find out why anything happened, or you don't know what ends up happening, which I liked it. I liked that type of ending. 
I, I do too. That That's why I like it is because it's left to your interpretation. But mm-hmm. now your father, we watched it a few weeks ago because he had never seen it. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. When it got to the end, he's like, you're kidding me. That's the end of the movie. I sat here and watched <laughs> this and that's how it ends. That's the <laughs> dumbest ending I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, he likes he likes things wrapped up nice and neat. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I like it because... You can say, oh, yeah, they got away. But I'm like, they left in this little sports car with a soft top. It's a soft top convertible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't know how far they get down the road before another wave came through. And, you know, was it just there? Did it spread? What happened? So Exactly. And... Just before we wrap up, I do want to talk more about the, like, relationships between the characters. Because we hinted on, like, the mother and son relationship and how she was, like, selfish and didn't want his son or her son to leave her. And eventually she started coming around to it because, you know, they were in this traumatic experience and Melanie was like helping out. She was just another member of the family. And you could see like, okay, yeah, she's, the mom says like, we know, I've seen her in the newspapers. She's just a party girl. She was naked in a fountain. And, you know, she finally learns like, okay, you know, like, sure she has her flaws, but you know what? So does my son. And, like, they're working well as a team here. We're surviving. Like, I don't know. I think that was kind of cool closure. What do you think? Um, I I see that. But I was more, um, I saw it more of the mother and Melanie relationship. Because, like, when Mitch and Melanie were on the hill... And he said something about, oh, you needed more mother's attention or mother's love or something. Mm. And she said she was abandoned by her mom when she was like 11. And, you know, his mom loves him too much. Her mom didn't love her enough. And so she understands, I think, where his mom's coming from. Of Like, you know, when they talked in the room when she made her his mom tea that she understands, you know, his mom doesn't want to be abandoned. You know, Melanie was abandoned. And I think after the bird attack, that last one on Melanie, and she like has that breakdown and she's clinging to Lydia, mm-hmm. you know, she needs a mom. And, you know, she looks up and when they're in the car driving away, she looks up yeah. at Lydia like, you know, will you be my mom? And Lydia's mm-hmm. looking at her and I see it. It's like, okay, yeah, I, you know, I'll be your mom and things. So I think, yeah, I, I, I took it as it's going to be a happy ending that they're going to fall in love and be a happy family and live. If yeah. they survive the birds. That's also how I saw it just from like the romantic perspective. So I think it's cool that they have all these different relationships that yeah. kind of ended at the same point, no matter which way you look at it. And Annie, you know, you don't have to worry about Annie being hurt about it because Annie didn't survive the bird attack. We didn't mm-hmm. mention that. Yeah, she got. Yeah. She she died saving Kathy from an attack. So. Yeah, which is you know that's good closure. 
yeah. for her because, you know, she was sticking around for Mitch and then just ended up saving his little sister. So, right. yeah, yeah that's good. Um, there is one more thing I kind of wanted to touch on. And it's just like how in movies they use trauma as like a relationship builder. And so like, I don't, Die Hard is the first thing that just came to mind is like, you know, they were having their issues and then they go through this traumatic experience and then they just were like, okay, we went through this and we just expect everything to be better. Like all the issues that we did have aren't going to be issues anymore. And it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if other people relate to this or I'm just crazy, but like growing up whenever I'd have a crush on a girl, I was like, oh man, if only we could just like get locked in the school together and just like have to talk and go through a traumatic experience and form this relationship, then it'd all work out. But how am I going to build this relationship? Just saying like, hi in class and like yeah. stuff the like thing that. Is, is when it's based on trauma, then you, you need, you keep needing trauma to keep it going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, when, when it's boring, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just at the end of this movie, I recognized that pattern in a lot of movies. Yeah. And I guess like most action movies that have a love interest, you know, that's yeah, yeah. the formula is like, oh, this trauma is going to bring them together. And I don't know, I guess just growing up, I looked at that and was like, oh, this is the way it has to be. They don't make movies about two people just gradually talking and yeah, those building are called that dramas. relationship. <laughs> those are dramas. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Action movies are usually the nerdy guy gets the hot chick through, you know, being brave <laughs> and doing something stupid and saving her life. So There you go. Yeah, yeah so... I, that's all I have on the movie. Do you have anything else you want to bring up? Um, no. Not that I can think of. The only um, thing I wanted to mention, bird-related, is that if any okay. of your listeners haven't checked out birdsaren'treal.com, my son, yep. Mr. Alex McAllister, introduced me <laughs> to this awesome website because he had it on his Christmas list one year that he wanted a t-shirt from birdsaren'treal.com so you should check it out check it out because birds yeah, aren't real I, Holt, I think Holt Will or James Marshall told me about it I don't know I think they both claim that they told me about it I thought I saw it on Twitter or something but hey who knows who found out about it I but, got yeah, birds a, aren't real if you guys didn't know. Yes, and I got a text this week from them, you know, letting me know that nice. they got new stuff to check out. <laughs> I check them out every once in a while because they're pretty cool. They got some cool shirts. I, I can't gonna, wear my... I, I was going to wear my sweatshirt today, but it's <laughs> it's not cold enough to wear. Yeah, I have my, my long sleeve tee. It says, like, birds aren't real on the pocket and then on the back i think it's a bird i can't remember right now um it's an all-white t-shirt and i got some hot sauce on it so um i don't wear it as often anymore but hey next time i go out i'm gonna wear it 
Okay, so conclusion. In conclusion, thank you for joining, Mom. I had a lot of fun. This just feels like one of our normal phone calls. But but I didn't get your rating. Yep, that's where I was getting. Okay, good. I was yep. like, you, you got to tell me the rating. I've been dying to know what you give it. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you first because I think I've always asked the guest first. But, Mom, on a scale, on the world-famous Friends with Cinefits scale of one to three, what do you rate it? Oh, I guess I'll go with two. Wow, you hate this movie. No, I don't. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I, I like the movie. It's in my top, it's not in my top ten, but, I mean, it is one of the best movies. But it's not, like, my favorite movie of all time, so. Okay, I'm going to give they're, it a three. Huh? I'm going to give it a three. You are? Okay. Yes. On my scale, which is oh. a, probably different from yours. Yeah. I don't... Like, out of every movie I've seen of his, yeah. I can't say that it's better than any of them. Yeah. But I also can't definitively, like, come up with a reason why it's worse. Right. And so, you know, like... I think it's awesome, like, the relationships were good, and I'm sure for the time, like, the effects were incredible. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I really I, liked it. Well, good, I'm glad you liked it, because I was like, oh, he's watching other Hitchcock movies, he's probably going to say, this is my least favorite Hitchcock movie, <laughs> but, yeah, I would go between a two and three, but since you don't do halvesies. Okay. Yep, no halves. Okay. No halves. Hey, it's a it's a great rating, Mom. Yeah. So thank you for choosing it. Um, I think that's actually I don't know if that's what got me going down the Hitchcock rabbit hole, but it did make me buy the 4K Hitchcock collection. Yeah. I pre-ordered so, it because. Sorry, go on. Oh, have you watched all four in your uh, yep. collection? Okay. Yep. It was Rear Window, Vertigo, Psycho, and The Birds. And so that's the order they came out in. So I was glad that The Birds was last so that I had more stuff to back it up with, I guess. But um, yeah, if you guys are into collecting movies, I definitely recommend the Hitchcock Collection 4K. Each disc, it comes in 4K and then it has its own separate disc for special features. And so that's pretty cool. So now I'm going to give a recommendation. Okay. And I've been struggling with this one because had I not given the invisible man last week, I was going to give it this week since it's kind of a monster movie, yeah. but I can't do that because I gave it last week. So this week I'm just going to give something that came out the same year. So, 1963, yes. by Akira Kurosawa, High and Low. Okay. I have to check that out. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to get Erica to watch it, because okay. I told her about Kurosawa, and she started watching a bunch of his movies, yes. and then she's like, yeah, these are incredible. I love them. And I was like, okay, you got to watch High and Low. And then she just never did, and she still hasn't. 
And yeah. probably about every other time I talk to her, I'm like, hey, have you watched High and Low yet? And she's like, no, Alex, I haven't. Sounds just like her, don't I? Yeah, um, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah. yeah uh, but that was a good year for movies because I think it was The the Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. came out that year. So mm-hmm. that's and awesome, one of my eight favorites. Eight and a Half by Federico Fellini. Oh. Which... Yeah. I've seen, but I don't recommend if it's your first Fellini movie. Because it's supposedly, like, I don't know, his masterpiece, I guess. And so, gotta watch this stuff before. And so then you get to that, and then you understand, like, his style and stuff. I watched that one first. I was like, okay, I don't like Fellini. And then now I've watched a couple others, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting into it now, so... When I was looking at movies from that year, it was or best movies from that year, they were uh, Birds was like at the top, so yeah, the Birds was so I like oh yeah, yep. Um, so now, other than Birds aren't real, is there anything else you want to plug? Um, just everybody vote. That's what my plug was gonna be. We Aww, are. See? <laughs> It's like you're my son or something. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I've never had anything to plug. And then this time I was like, I was going to be like, hey, please, please vote. I wrote that down. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's perfect. Thank you for saying that. And everyone, yes, please vote. Yes. Um, And then, like I already said earlier, the email is friendswithcinefits at gmail.com and the Twitter is at cinefitspod. This week, I actually did a digital gift uh, giveaway on Twitter. So if you were following and were quick enough, then you got Mad Max Fury Road in 4K, the digital redemption code. Oh, well, I missed that. Yeah, so... You know, you got to check out my Twitter, the at CinefitsPod, retweet stuff, tell your friends, they might get free movies. So other than that, you know. What's What's on the agenda for next week? Oh, yes. On the agenda for next week, we will be joined by, not we, I guess me, me will be joined by Drake Davenport. Oh, boy. The legend. And we will be watching Scream from 1996. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was his pick. For the record, I have watched one horror movie with Drake before. And that was Jason X. And that was a wild ride. So, I'm excited for this one. Okay, have you seen Scream before? I probably have. I don't remember it. So, I'm just going to say no. That'll be a good one. I can't wait. Yep, so I'm excited to have Drake on and to watch that movie. I guess I better watch that pretty soon. But with that being said, Mom, thank you again for joining. You did incredible, and I'd love to have you back. Anytime. Anytime. Because, you know, this is partially my my podcast, so. Yeah, it is. All the guests just come from you anyways. Yeah. And I guess I came from you, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this wouldn't exist without you. So, yeah. Yep. Well, thank you and thank you for your love of movies and for passing that on to me. 
I'm really glad that you enjoyed them. Yep. So, everybody, thank you for listening, and tune in next week for Scream 